What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Because what we talk about is really, truly important. This is so, 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 so critical to your future. That's why we insist on uh, really trying to clear up the garbage, the confusion that is dealing with money. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And we have talked over and over and over and over and over again about how you need to understand who you're dealing with in this industry, what you're paying people in this industry, no matter what they say, what you're getting into, and what the reality is of these investments. And we almost have to use that term incredibly loosely because some of them, yeah, they can call them investments, but they're not great for you. They're not. They're great for the, the person selling them to, probably for the company that's uh, operating them. And this week was fascinating because I got a letter from someone that we've known for a long time. I also got a call from somebody I've known for a long time, both of which were saying, hey, I can get 5% in this annuity. I can make 5% in this annuity now. Should I do it? And one was an, from an article that uh, Liz Weston wrote about. And, and Liz Weston, somebody whose advice I think generally can take, the uh, writer said, this is horrible advice, isn't it? Uh, no wonder we're all confused. And what Liz was talking about was, in this case, buying an immediate annuity, an immediate annuity, giving money to an insurance company. They give it back to you and then uh, with a small amount of interest. Yeah, now, but but here's the thing. Are we talking about immediates or deferred? No, we're, no I'm going to okay. give you the deferred in a minute. Got These it. are two okay. different ones. Right. And in That's this case, the confusion is that yeah, which yeah, ones? Which? Yep. I know. And they are confusing. In this case, she says at age 65, you invest 60, uh, 100,000, pardon me, and you get a check of $535 a month. Now, by my number, that means you're getting your own money back for about 16 years. It's a long time before their money starts to pay you back, right? That's right. a lengthy period of time. And again, my take always with anybody who brings me an annuity is, and I say, why? Why do you need an annuity? But the other one that came up was someone actually sent this to us, Don. It was the ultra premier single premium deferred annuity from the Mutual of Omaha. I don't know why I said the from Mutual of Omaha. And this is a product now that is paying 5% for the first five years, by the way. After that, they, they take it down to half a percent because they're careful about what interest rates may look like. The surrender on this, 9%. So the person selling this product to you is not a fiduciary and are making a large commission on this product as well. A yes, large but, commission. But, but, you know, you talk, you talk to this person. Did, did they know they were paying a commission? No, they had no idea, had not been told. In fact, the email from the sales rep says there are no costs or fees associated with this. See, they're very uh, careful about their language because there are no upfront fees or costs exactly and, and yep. there are no ongoing fees because here's how an annuity works they take your money then they pay you five percent per year they use your money to invest at much higher rates much like a bank pays you 
4 or 5% on a CD and then lends that out to people on their credit cards at 25%. They're winning There's a spread they're, there. They're making yeah. money on the spread. That's the way insurance and in companies this case, work. It's worse because in, if you really are just saying, oh, I want the 5%, well, you can go get 5% in a high-yield savings account. You can go get it in a money market, and guess what? You can get your money the next day. This has a very long period of time where the money is held by the insurance company. You can't get it back without paying that surrender fee. Yeah, I think they're, they're now calling it a redemption fee, or they've got all kinds of funny new names for them. Yeah. But anytime you see a fee to get your money out of an insurance policy within the first three, four, five, ten, twelve years, you know that they're doing that for one reason and one reason only to make sure that they have, through their investing of your money, recovered the big commission that they gave to their salesperson. And if you see an 8% surrender charge on an annuity, it was nine odds, in this case. Odds are good. If you see a nine, odds are good that, that that number is the size of the gross commission that went to that agent. Now, that agent would share it with his or her broker, but yep. it was a 9% commission more than likely. So you were paying for it. You're just paying for it in a roundabout, opaque way. And that's what I hate is the utter opacity of insurance products and the fact that insurance agents basically lie by omission if they don't tell you what they're making off of your investment. They should be up front and say, I am making a blank commission, but they don't. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, Make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We'd love to help you with money issues if you're running into a situation where you'd uh, like another opinion. Call us. If you're a little confused about what you have, call us, and we will try and help the best way we can. Before you do something, call us, but, well, if you've already done it, you can call us then, too. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And I hate to say it, this topic comes up way too often. We talk about the really horrific way in which annuities, most annuities, are sold to clients. Yeah, and anyone who's even – okay, first of all, in both these cases – uh, they no one went out looking to buy them. They were being sold the product. That's something to pay attention to, right? I mean, what what are we solving for? 
And that was a conversation I had with one of these parties. Like, do you need an annuity? Do you need regular income? Is that a problem in retirement? You need to figure that out, part one. Part two is um, you got to know truly what the cost of this. So in the, in the, the case of the ultra-premier single premium deferred annuity from Mutual of Omaha, you're right. There are no costs. There are no fees. It's a trade-off. They're simply saying, we're going to give you the 5% because we're going to make more than that over time. Which brings me to number three. You can develop your own annuity as you were. We talk about this regularly. You have some money, right? You say, every year I'm going to take out 4% of that and rebalance my portfolio. But we all want, this is where people get sold on. They, they, they hear the guaranteed word. I just want to guarantee, I want to make sure everything is going to be perfect through my retirement. I want to think about it. And when you give somebody else your money and, and, and the trade-off is the guarantee for what that really ends up costing you, and in my mind, it costs you a lot. Well, yeah, you're giving up that extra return. You are not, the, but my still my biggest beef is the fact that the disclosure is pathetic. It is just so sad. If somebody got into an annuity, was sold an annuity, and it was very clear from the get-go, hey, if you try to get out early, you're going to pay a surrender fee because I receives a commission. If you're making money off this annuity, why lie by omission? I was just looking at a minute ago, I was just looking at a, a page for a uh, an annuity, an online annuity site where they sell them at their website. And they said, no load, no fees, no, um, oh gosh, it was something, some other. Expenses? Not expenses, no fees. No load, no. Uh, anyway, it was no it implied they weren't getting a commission, but the yeah. fact is they are getting a commission. They're not doing this for for their health. And if they say the company pays me, then folks, do you want to entrust your wealth to somebody who is? If you consider lying by omission, omission lying to you, not telling you all the truth about something as important as your wealth. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. By the way, please remember, this is not a, um, a a friendship you have with your broker, your insurance agent, your financial advisor, your planner, your investment advisor. It's not a friendship. It's a business relationship. Please ask them tough questions. I know it's hard to do, but you need to do it. David, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, I had a, a quick question. Of, I had a, a quick question about uh, what sort of investments or mutual funds to hold in a brokerage account versus a, a 401k um, or a Roth IRA. I'm really just wondering if there's a difference between uh, international and domestic uh, from kind of a tax planning perspective. If, is this just tax planning, or is this actual sort of? Well, let me start over. If in the 401k, often there are things you could own, but they don't, they're not available in the 401k, but you may have to buy them somewhere else. I'll give you an example. Very few 401ks really offer U.S. small stocks that are value oriented. Very few, a few, but not very many. So therefore, then you say, okay, I need to own that asset somewhere else. And by the way, if it was me, I'd own it in my Roth. If that's the question, then I would start with my 401k and see what's available there, build the portfolio. Then I would look at the rest of the, okay, in my Roth, what should I have there that is not available in my 401k? Same thing in the brokerage. In terms of taxation, 
then the only real hiccup we face here, the issue is in a brokerage account, obviously, as you're going along, things are happening in there that could be taxable. So we want to be very tax efficient. And there's a wonderful way to do that today that's called exchange traded funds. Yeah, exchange-traded funds are very, very cool, particularly the equity versions of them, because they don't have to distribute internal capital gains to shareholders. So when they move from one security to another inside the portfolio or rebalance the portfolio and, and they incur gains, they don't get passed on to you. They just get added into the share price, which is so great for you because it creates a tax deferral that makes it sensible to keep these kinds of accounts in a taxable account to keep uh, uh, the the growth-oriented ETFs in there. Sure. Um, and then the I only... Maybe I guess yeah, a, go, go a, ahead. A, a quick... Sorry. I was going to say a quick tweak on that. Um, right now, basically most of my... I'm my in my 401k, um, I tend to have kind of just uh, S&P index fund um, type products. Um, so most of my foreign uh, ETFs are in my brokerage account. And I didn't know if that um, is inefficient. Just I know when I um, when I do my tax uh, kind of my tax preparation at the end of the at the end of the year, they were mutual funds, and I was always having to kind of pay some sort of foreign tax. And I didn't know if that was well. Generally, the foreign tax should be paid by the fund, and then you get a tax credit back. Most of the time, that is the case. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably okay. better to keep them for that reason. For the fact that you do get back the foreign tax credit, which you would not get back in an IRA. Uh, that may okay. make it make sense. But I think we're really quibbling about pennies here as to as to the proper sure. placement. And the only okay. other the and the only the only other asset location issue, David, around taxation is in a general sense, it makes sense to hold bonds or fixed income in those qualified accounts because as that interest gets paid, it doesn't matter. It simply rolled forward, right? There is no taxation on that versus in a taxable account where you could end up paying, and Don's correct, most people aren't going to pay much on what fixed income they're getting in those taxable, but you might. So you might want to move those bonds to qualified accounts and move the uh, stocks more heavily in non-qualified accounts. Yeah, particularly if they're ETFs. Okay. Okay? Okay. Good luck. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you, David, so much for the call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. I want you to be a little cautious about what we call letting the tax tail wag the dog. Uh, We often get, remember, today, even our highest tax brackets are a fraction of what they were 40 years ago. Well, less years than ago. half, less than half, yeah. So we're not, and and, and capital gains rates are, are very low. So you want to look first for the best products and then maybe worry about the taxes. And you only worry about the taxes really if you're in, a, in the biggest tax brackets, which is honestly not most of us you got to be in the you know approaching the half a million a year income 855-935-TOM Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future Tom and Don are talking real money wow this is kind of cool um there's an insurance commissioner in the country who actually warns senior citizens about <laughs> annuity sales an insurance commissioner 
No. The, the California Insurance Commissioner says annuity sales to seniors have significantly increased in recent years. However, as sales have riv- risen, so has a sense of confusion. This is due in part to questionable or deceptive sales practices employed by companies and agents looking to take advantage of uninformed consumers. Thank you, Ricardo Lara, the insurance commissioner of the state of California. At least you told people there could be a problem. Yeah, and we see those problems regularly. All right, let's take another question. This one comes from Gina in Bellbrook, Ohio. She says, I listen to your podcast while I'm on my morning walk. This kind of hurts unless I'm listening to Paul Merriman. Uh, should we ask her question since she threw Paul in? I don't know. Really no, no, no. It's okay. I, it's probably just a pity listen. You know, just. <laughs> just he's 80 yeah, years old. 80 Be nice to him. Now. It's feeling uh, bad it's his birthday this week, by the way, or next yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So you had I a was big listening birthday to... party for him. Mm, that nice was fun. Guy. Good to see the old gang from. Uh, from Merriman, good I people. The old so guy. I, yeah, you know, he's we're all getting old guys yeah, now. Okay. Uh, he's, she says uh, I was listening the other day, and Don said he has A V G E mm-hmm. in his portfolio. That's the Avantis Global Equity Fund. Uh-huh. I have also been buying into A V G E. I like that it's managed at a very low cost. I'm curious, as you too often say, managed accounts don't outperform the market yet you like avge please talk on the podcast about why you like the avantis global oh. equity fund don come on didn't man we, you say wait. no active yes management. we had somebody on didn't we have who do we have on from avantis we had somebody now on from you're gonna put me i i don't was remember it? i don't remember but we had somebody on and we put this question to them we said why do you insist on calling your funds active when you're not doing what an active mutual fund manager typically does most active mutual fund managers are picking stocks and trying to be in or out of the market at the right time that's what we consider active so that's us that's me and tom just us or tom and me but they consider it active because they're not slavishly following an index that is really the only difference They're very much like an index. They pick an asset class, for example, small cap value funds. And they say the small cap value universe includes stocks that do this and have this. And they find a common characteristic size and book value and all of the things they look at. And they say only these stocks fit in the portfolio. And then what they do is they put them all in the portfolio, all of them that fit that criteria. Now, they will tax manage a little bit. They'll say, ah, no, if we're getting out of it, we're not going to get rid of all of it right now because we could take a big tax hit or whatever it might be. But they still follow rules, Tom. Rules. That's the rules-based, I think, would be a better definition. Yeah. I was also going to look up the um, expense ratio because that's another way to get a clear difference between an active – it's taking me to Eagle, Eagle Materials, which what I'm not familiar break, with. Did you break Morningstar? <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. Um, I mean, because that's another one. And again, the firm in which they're managed, Avantis would tell you they are not a, a an active manager in the traditional sense, correct? No, they uh, told two point, us point that. 0.23. 0.23. So if instead you went to, for example, Fidelity's 
global fund that, uh, you know, is there isn't one that's exactly similar to this, right? Because this is not only a global diversified fund. It tilts in a way it owns more of smaller stocks and value stocks than if you just owned the global index, VT, for example. So it's it has a different makeup than just the index. But the idea here is it's going to be less expensive. The idea here is it does rely on academic work. Well, it's I'll give you a good example, actually. Some guy came up with an idea. They don't have a global, but but let's look at something like their International Small Cap Opportunity Fund. The exp- It's managed, and the expense ratio is 1.2. There you go. There's pretty big difference between 0.23 and 1.2. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, but, yeah, they call it active. I hate that they do that, and I do like the fund. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Now, every Saturday, we take your calls live on Talking Real Money at 855-935-TALK, which is, by the way, toll-free, saving you thousands of dollars on long-distance bills. Okay, not anymore. You and I are about the only people old yeah, enough to remember, remember that, that, so yeah. give me a break. Yeah, I remember how expensive it was to call, like, Europe? Oh, man, it's crazy. Those yep. transatlantic cable calls? You know, it could be like $5 a minute. Talk it fast. Was, it was very expensive, yeah. Oh, it was very expensive. Now, what does it cost to call overseas? Oh, yeah, nothing. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. But that also, if funny thing, if you call it when we're not on the air on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, it goes to a voicemail system. And people, Wait, you don't answer these as they're coming in during the week? No, no, that will oh. not happen. I hardly I answer, answer my phone. I, I answer my phone answer during my the week. Phone. I'm going to refer all. That's true. Oh, well, I'll just forward these to you. <laughs> That's great. Oh, thanks Good. for volunteering. Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> I got nothing else we, to do. Come on. We occasionally get calls, and here is one of those. This is Arden in Ohio, and I my question is, why isn't Tom checking out Costco auto buying program for his new car? That's it. Bye. <laughs> there you go. So, Tom... Well, you live, until, you yeah, live, you I, live uh, close to Kirkland, Washington, the headquarters of Costco. Well, um, and uh, the headquarters a, is, is Issaquah, so don't oh, hurt Issaquah. Issaquah. No, that's right. I've been out there, yeah. And yeah. you um, you live very close to If you just drive down the road, I there do. is a Costco. Um, they don't have you, the car I want. Are you sure? Positive. You I already looked. I did. Did you I call? Did. And I've already made a deal now, so leave me alone. I already made a deal. I've given right, them some money. And Tom one day, alone. one day, if You'll I'm have really a car. Nice, They'll give a car. <laughs> we're not. hoping. We're hoping for twenty four, but hey, twenty five will be fine. No, come on! I've already waited like two years for that other one, you of which we will for not the mention again. That never happened. Yeah. Never showed up. Uh-huh. So well, this time, we hope it's better. I, I heard that repairs on those yeah. Rivians are you know, they're hard to get. The, there was like you know, a bumper was eleven thousand dollars or something. I know. I yeah, it was never. You know, when I got further into it, it never was me. It's too big a car, too expensive, frankly. It's expensive, I just, yeah. Yeah, I can't spend that much. So I'm spending less, and I'm buying a Toyota Rob 4 XSE Prime. Prime, baby, Prime. Oh, Prime. That's like yeah. the Ferrari yeah. of Toyotas. 
Oh yeah, zero to sixty, and you know, yeah, somewhere under half hours. a decade or so. <laughs> exactly. So eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. There is, oh boy, there is there is money advice out there. It's all over the place, but there are a couple of money advisors who, for some strange reason, are incredibly popular. Despite the fact that people like we we've talked to many years ago, we talked to Chuck Jaffe, who has a podcast, yeah. I believe, and he does uh, and a column and yeah. a column, and you know he's a writer for the Boston Globe for a very long period of time, and and Chuck Jaffe says regularly he hates Susie Ormond. <laughs> Hate is such a ugly word, but okay, we'll, well go with it. Okay, but well, but. Her advice is so <laughs> juvenile. Um, what's a okay, good well, word okay. for so, it? But her general advice, of which we're going to take some of now, is okay. The investing advice over the long haul has been abhorrent. Okay, and yeah, we're not talking. I mean, we're not even talking no. about investing advice. No. We're talking yeah. about the the rudimentary. <sighs> you just so it, it's so unsophisticated. Her advice is like. Hey, hey, you stupid people! Hey, look at your what? Look at what you're doing. Because are you are you stupid? Lately, All right. Well, she do you want to hear what she said column. lately? Yeah, yeah I want to okay. hear what she had to say lately because it annoyed me. Some of it annoyed me it, a lot. It did. Okay. She three things because it's easy to remember three things. Yeah, three things. Um, rule of three. Number one: Don't take a tax refund. That's kind of a funny headline. Well, I'm going to take it if they're going to give it to me. But her point is actually correct. Uh, yeah, she but. says, if you're getting a tax refund, you're making one of the biggest. I don't know if this is one of the biggest uh, mistakes I, out I, there. Hyperbole, Ville, here yeah, we come. Yeah, okay. And the point is, if you're overpaying your taxes and the government sends you the difference back in April, that's dumb because they're getting an interest-free loan. They're using your money. You're not. She's so right. She's right. Yes. And if you're getting a yep. $200,000 refund, well, you know, that was a major investment or major financial mistake. If you're getting a $200 refund, <laughs> who is, cares? Is it a big deal? Yeah. No. So that's number one. Now, number one actually is the best piece of advice, in my opinion, of all of them. Gets worse? Yeah. So we're going to hear the others after a break because it's our job to uh, give you a cliffhanger to make you stick around for the break. 855-935-TOM. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, we talk about real money, and we talk about other people who give you advice about money, and uh, we also talk about our curiosity because, you know, we always want to know. Oh, yeah. What, Chuck? What? what? Uh, okay. Uh, because yeah. we think her advice is a little silly. Tom is far more forgiving than I am because this stuff just annoys me. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead with the next one because I'm going to – Okay, well, comments. the first one was – the first one was don't take a tax refund, mm. but her point is don't overpay on your taxes, which can be hard to do. And many people like the fact that they get this money back from the government every spring. That is poor financial planning. Yeah, I'll give but, you that. Okay, so it's a zero percent loan or zero percent that they're making yeah. on their money for sure. No interest time, loan. But, That's right. So what? Yeah, all right. All right. Go on. Number on. two, don't skimp on car insurance. She talks about. Uh, bodily injury liability, total liability property, and she mentions that the minimums in most states are 25000 50000 and 25000 which is pretty low. I didn't even know you could yeah, do it that, that low. I, that, that sounds – I mean, in Florida, it's like – Six figures. It's uh, it's a hundred. I thought it was. I thought it was hundred here. Yeah, or something. I think anyway, it, I don't know that that's cor- a correct correct information. But it implies though that maybe you should carry like ridiculously low comprehensive deductibles and collision deductibles and things like that. And but car, again, car insurance, like anything else, is a racket that the insurance companies win regularly. Uh, and she says it's not enough. It'll be a financial disaster, paying out of pocket for serious injuries, loss of wages, rehab, and such for the other driver if you cause an accident. You should probably, it, it, another thing you, you you might want, maybe some a more general liability that covers you in both cases, but uh, uh, you can't insure against everything. We just, you know, we can't insure against everything or we'd have no money left. Yeah, I think there's a there could be a debate on how big your coverage is in each one of those areas. I've carried a little bit more, but I don't think you have to. All right, but here's the most important one. All right, this is number three. Should be number one. Should be something very, I mean, this is significant. This is really deep. Oh. So I want you to think hard about yeah. it, okay? Okay, wait, from yeah. Susie, deep. Mm. Deep can mean I think, shallow. <laughs> I think when they were writing that, like, can't you give us a third? There's got to be a third. Is there, is there a third? <laughs> no, I don't have any more. I'm sorry. What come does she on, have for on. a third? Because it's don't spend on things you don't really need. Wait, there was a fourth one after that. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, there was. No, there was. There was a fourth immediately one. went to sleep. Don't spend oh, well, on I things missed the you fourth don't one. need. Yes, if you don't need yeah. something, don't buy it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's a big difference there. Yeah. Um, um, and, but, and her but, quote but, was, but she says. the question is, do you need a vacation? <laughs> Ooh, she says now is not the time to stretch to buy things that aren't 100 percent necessary if you're still working on building up your savings or paying off your debt. But is there a good time to buy things you don't need? <laughs> I think I you should buy I things I you need. Know that. I, I, I th- I'm a big yeah, I I'm a big believer in buying things you need. But sometimes yeah. you need a vacation. Sometimes you no need doubt. a new television. Yeah. Sometimes you need a nice dinner out. And then the fourth one, I guess it didn't come through, was don't no, waste your was? money on coffee. Seriously. No, I didn't even see that. It what? was number four. Do not waste your money on coffee. Um, <sighs> now, I, I got to Not a problem you, for me. but I, you know. I splurge every day, and I spend $1.20 on two Nespresso pods uh, for my two cups of coffee in the morning. 
uh, because it tastes so good. Because Nespresso, by the way, you can make coffee, you can make bigger than just an espresso with it. <gasps> it's so good. It's so yummy. They have such good coffee and it tastes so good. Yeah, and I'm saving on Starbucks, but I got to tell you, there are times when I go to Starbucks and I get that $17 latte. Isn't it? Is it $17 now or whatever? Well, you know where you know where we're headed on this because we just had it out at my house because they're spending $50 a week on coffee. I didn't even think it was possible. Well, when I look with, at the credit you know, card charge, I go, $50? Really? It's the gold leaf latte. They just sprinkle gold leaf on the top. And they have the machine at home the way you just mentioned it. But I think it's, well, you know, we only have, uh, you know, we don't have enough time. Got to run out the door, got to get to Starbucks on the way to school, et cetera. So. All right. So that really no, comes down to Tom Cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm never a number one popular guy at home when I run home with these uh, ideas. Apparently not. Really. If I put my oh, wife on a coffee allowance... It would be the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> the banging on the doors, are, the beating down. Yeah, it would not you be good, have so. bigger cojones, cojones than I do, senor. <laughs> All right. Or now, I may be living out my life alone. Who knows? Yeah. Since we don't have any live questions that I'm aware of, let me look. Uh, no, we do not. Okay, just checked. Uh, I have one that came in at Talking Real Money, or at, uh, not at Talking Real Money, came in from the phone number 855 855- Nine three five talk. Here it is. Hello, I have a state pension. I am thirty three years of age, and I have worked for the state for ten years. I'm wondering how I should plan my future with, or in in regards to saving more money for retirement. Um, I plan on continuing my job, and if I work till the age of 67, my pension would be a percentage of my highest five annual um, salary earnings, and it would be at a percentage of about 75%. That's if I work till age 67. Um, if you add Social Security on top of that, I have nearly 100% um, of what my high five annual salary would be. If I want to retire earlier than the age of 67, um, which is my plan, I would like to retire at age 60, how do I calculate what I should be saving? Would it just be those five years that I want to retire earlier or those seven years I want to retire earlier, excuse me? Um, That is my question. I just have difficulties with calculating pensions versus 401Ks. Um, I do not have a 401K right now. I would like to start one. Thank you. Bye. All right. So there's the question. Yeah, I mean, I, what he's qu- asking, my answer he's is easy. How to, how yeah. to stay alive right. during the six, the seven years before the pension and Social Security kick in. Well, I mean, he's also saying, how much should I be saving if I know I have a pension and Social Security that will pay all the bills after I hit 67? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. what you have to do is take that amount, which basically is the salary you have right now, and divide that. Or multiply that times seven. Basically. Yeah, and then you gotta figure inflation into it. I mean it's complicated. Yeah, but it's, But here's the way it's I, not I think really an easier complicated. way. Yeah, go ahead. I think the easier way is just to say I'm gonna save twenty percent, put it away. Well that works because yeah. that's five years. Yeah. So it gets fi- that's, Boom. Yeah. But mm, I think you need a five, little yeah, I, I, so. I think you need to go I think he needs to go a little higher. 
uh, because he's Higher talking about 20? living on it. Yeah, he's talking about living on it for seven years, not five years. With nothing else. Yeah. With nothing. If you're talking about living on it with nothing else, you're not going to take any Social Security out. You got nothing else, and you want to live the same lifestyle. Then he's probably looking at twenty five percent of his current income into some sort of an investment. And don't get overly focused. Don't get myopic with a four hundred one k because your company may not offer one. Which sticks, which leaves you with an IRA, which for which you may or may not be eligible income wise. So what? Even if you can't do those, if you invest in just a regular brokerage account and do it right, taxes aren't going to be a major concern, and you can still get the similar kind of growth and and safety you're looking for. Well, you you said he couldn't. You can always go into a non deductible IRA, right? Anyway, and the brokerage account. So yeah, I think that's good advice. Yeah, but you got you're gonna have to put a lot away. Thanks for the call. Question. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you are looking for help, and uh, the help you need is, well, it's going to be longer than just a phone call to the show or a, a question called in on the voicemail. We, many, many years ago, when we started our firm, Vestry, that was acquired by Appella Wealth, we wanted to help everybody, and we tried to figure out the best way to do that. And we realized that the best way to do that is to do what many lawyers do, and that's to do pro bono work, to help people for a period of time, a brief period of time, hopefully less than an hour, but for free, absolutely nothing. No obligation, no cost, no sales pitch, no nothing. And uh, we've been doing that successfully for a very long time, and a lot of people have been helped, and we want to help you. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet an Advisor. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Oh, I think I need a nap.